Hello and welcome to the Winning Coast Preview Podcast for the weekend of September 24. I'm Joel Marshall. Joining me to take a look at a huge weekend of racing action is my Winning Coast colleague, Daniel Nuttall. Well, Dan, it's a real triple treat this week. Of course, the AFL Grand Final being back at home at the MCG on Saturday means we've got three days of Group 1 action. Uh, the Stutz, uh, sorry, the Moyer Stakes at Mooney Valley on Friday night into the Golden Rose on the Saturday afternoon, and then we back up for the Underwood Stakes at Sandown. It's uh, certainly going to be a staying contest, Daniel. <laughs> it will be, and it's hard not to be a fan of this weekend. You know, you've got the... Uh, generally, in years past, we'd have the NRL Grand Final as well on the same weekend, which would just add to uh, add to it all for the sports and racing fans. But, yeah, plenty of great racing all throughout the weekend. Friday night's a really good car at the Valley, and then kick end off by... Sandown meeting on the Sunday, plenty of good racing in between in Sydney as well on the Saturday. So looking forward to it. Um, we're going to need a few winners, uh, I think, Joel, to sort of get us at least even for the weekend. So uh, we'll get stuck in and see how we go. Indeed we will. And of course, we've got the usual interstate fair on Saturday and Mornington, of course, hosts their uh, traditional uh, grand final day meeting. And you've done all the form for uh, for that card. So we'll get stuck into that shortly, but we'll kick off. On Friday night at the Valley, we've got five black-type races, including, as I touched on, the Moya Stakes Group 1 over 1,000 metres. That's race seven on the card, but we kick off with the black-type action in race two, and it is the Group 3 Scarborough Stakes for the three-year-old fillies over 1,200 metres. And um, looks a pretty wide-open contest for a smallish field, Daniel. It does. With that said, I'm pretty keen on one here in the form of English Riviera, Tony in. Calvin McAvoy trained Philly. Um, Ballarat synthetic win was sorry. Ballarat maiden win on the synthetic track was by ten lengths, and then went to a listed race at Flemington down the straight. And she sat on speed in a in a quick run, in a you know, faster run race. Um, the supers came to the fore there, but I thought she stuck on pretty well. Um, with that run under her belt now, fit a third up. She contested some good races um, as a two year old Philly. And from a good draw with James McDonald going on, she'll settle up on the speed, and uh, which is a good place to be at Mooney Valley. And I think will be hard to run, or hard to hard to beat. Certainly the seven. So she's my best um, of the program at the Valley. Start early. In for second, I have the uh, sorry nine Gianti, who little. But a little bit plain first up at Flemington in that same race um, that English Riviera contested down the straight, um, sort of midfield, didn't really improve there and wasn't far away from them at the end. But uh, there was a few that were better. Um, she's, I think she's much better than that. Her debut preparation was excellent. So not sacking her off that one plain run. Four in next, Troach has the benefit of a win at the track. And in for fourth, I have the two queen of the ball. Seven, nine, four, two for me, Joel. Oh, yeah, well, I've gone queen of the ball. Just uh, wants the track to uh, just keep drying out. So don't want any rain, although a little bit forecast. Uh, but she was a good first up in Sydney. Um, yeah, as I said, I think if a dry track, she's very hard to beat. Two, uh, Sorry, nine Ganati in for second, forgiving of her fresh run. Uh, inside barrier at Flemington, always a, a forgive. Six, I'm loving you. Both runs back have been very good. And ten Galik as a horse, uh, I don't mind. Um, debut run was good, wasn't too bad down the straight in a group three. And then uh, got the maiden out of the way first up. Still has uh, a fair bit of room for improvement, I would have thought. So I've gone two, nine, six, and ten. Over to race four is the Group Two Stut Stakes for the three-year-olds, uh, all colts and geldings this year. Over the mile, 
and uh, I guess a couple of these trying to make a late play for the Caulfield Guineas. Yeah, and with Tijuana on top of the four, um, two starts, two placings, but both have been very good runs. He's been giving away a start in uh, both, and he's been hitting the line nicely. Very good, the Exford Plate last start. Uh, just missing the Quinella there. Pretty handy pair. Um, look here, third up, and up to 1,600 metres looks to suit him at this stage, American Pharaoh Colt. So in on top for me, the four, Tijuana. In for second, I have the seven, Fajita San, who... Thought would run well last start in the Exford Plate. Uh, sort of wide there at 1,400 metres. Didn't think the run was too bad. There was a couple that were better or a few that were better than him, but didn't have the easiest of runs in transit. Um, I think uh, back to a track he's run well at before at the Mooney Valley. So he's certainly a winning chance. Six, Ringmaster. Uh, quite good in a couple of Brisbane, uh, good Brisbane races during their winter carnival. Not much luck in the JG Atkins. Only finished within two lengths of the winner. She's a belter at this trip. Uh, here third up. He can run a race. And in for fourth, I've got the impressive sale maiden winner. Uh, debut winner, Mira Massa. Deep impact colt from the Bustin Young stable. Good win to the eye um, on debut. And can measure up in this grade, I think. Four, seven, six, and nine. Yeah, I've gone Tijuana as well. I've been with him both starts this time in. He's run very well both times. Um, thinking he can perhaps settle a little bit closer from a better draw and be hard to hold out. I've gone with that Exford plate form, but I've just thrown in number nine uh, in between a couple of the dangers. Uh, Muro Massa, well-bred colt, impressed on debut at sale. Was uh, probably the first horse off the bit, but was very strong late. Um, stable won this with Forgot You last year. Uh, in for third, number five, he's heaven. And for fourth, number six, ringmaster with uh, Brosnan being a scratching, obviously staying in Sydney for the Golden Rose. Race six is the next feature for the card. It is the Group 3 JRA Cup over 2,040 metres. Yeah, I'm with the, uh, sorry, I'm with the four great house in this. Chris Wallet, train runner. Thought was very good at Flemington first. A bit of an eye-catcher first up at 1,700 metres. Um, very honest horse and yeah, looks it's set for a really nice preparation based on that run at Flemington. Second up form, he generally improves second up. So um, I think he can improve even what he did first up here up in trip. So great house on top for me. In for second, I got the 11 pre to turn. Of course, he's a, a group two winner over this track and trip. Uh, last preparation, uh, good winner in that Alistair Clark stakes the race I reference. A couple of runs back from a spell have been okay. Looks maybe... Uh, been in need of the run, but now here third up with that fitness under the belt, 54 kilos. I think he's in with a big chance. Desert Icon, very honest horse, has won quite well here recently over this track and trip. And in for fourth, I've got the seven, Macram. Uh, good win second up here. He's now on two races second up at Flemington. Gets a chance third up here and rises to a trip which uh, should suit based on his form um, in Europe. Four, eleven, eight, seven. Yeah, I've gone with 11 pre to turn on top. I uh, thought his first up run was very good with the big weight and then a break between runs, settled outside the lead, just sort of a, ridden a little bit upside down, but I thought he battled on quite well. He'll be fitter now, ready to peak, I reckon. Great house, the big danger. He was super first up at Flemington at a big price. Nice weight drop, step up in distance, perfect. Uh, in for third, number seven, Markram. Uh, bounced back from the forget run first up to win well last time out. And a bit of a gap to the next uh, one in. I've thrown Grand Promenade in for fourth. He'll get better with the run, but he's the sort of horse that 
you know, could bob up. He's one eight from 21. He's a pretty smart horse um, and he's big odds. But 11 for me from four, seven and two. And we get to the big one of the night, the Group 1 Moya Stakes. Million dollar race, uh, thousand metres, race seven. And Paulili and Rothfire look like vying for favouritures. And Paulili, I think, just marginally ahead at the moment. Yeah, with Paulili on top, one of my better bets, I thought one of the better bets on the program was the um, Godolphin Entire. Very good record. 16 starts, six wins, six minor placings. Seldom, um, you know, seldom far away. Got a very good fresh record. He has won here before, and I think it's a job done. I like the way he's been trialling. Of course, that Marzu form in Brisbane is easy to like. I think just t- he ticks a lot of boxes. And whilst there's some, obviously, it's a group one sprint, pretty handy horses here, I think he um, he's the best of them and can get the job done first up. Draws to get, drawn to get every t- chance with the mid-draw barrier six. Um, should see him sort of park just off the speed, if not midfield, and... Fucking the straight, I think it would be really hard to hold out. So two on top for me. Got the eight in next September run. I think can run a bit of a slashing race first up. Um, not too bad a draw. So hopefully she's not too far back. But there is a bit of speed on. So she might end up sort of in the back four or five runners. But with that speed on, I think hopefully those back markers get their chance. And you'll see her really charging late. She's a group one winner at this track. Of course, that was 1,200 metres. But I think um, first up, she can run a good race over a 1,000. And uh, certainly has to be considered. So the eight in for second, seven in next, extremely lucky, very talented horse. This trip suits. Um, two runs this prep have been very good. He was excellent winning first up in Adelaide and then last started at Moody Valley back in the small field there. I thought ran on quite well um, on a heavy eight. But back onto a, a dry surface here. This is obviously a step up from what he's been facing, but I think he's got a bit of a X factor about him and <clears throat> definitely... Um, in the game here. And in for fourth, I got the one, the Inferno. Two, eight, seven, and one for me. Yeah, I have gone Pulele as well, number two. Uh, just, you would think it'd be a bit of a target race for him, although you know, there's obviously other big targets for the rest of the spring. But uh, three from four first up, trialled really well. I think he's going to get the right sort of run too, just off the speed and be very strong. I thought Melkovich could run a race. Um forgiving of his fresh run in the Concord, but he's never won fresh either. So he does usually improve. And second up last prep, he ran a really good race in the Oakley Plate. So I think he's won at a bit of odds uh, worth including. Uh, three, Rothfire. Good to see him back in winning form. That was a strong win first up, getting past Zoo style. Uh, he's certainly a strong ch- winning chance. And sixth generation, I thought, was pretty good first up at Caulfield. Um, did protest unsuccessfully there against shooting for gold. He'll be fitter for that and uh, should get the right run. Just coming back to the 1,000, I thought might have been the little query with him, but um, I've included him in my numbers. I'll be backing two and probably saving on five. Two, five, three, six. And we come to the last, which is the stock stakes. Group two over the mile for the mares. And we've got a pretty warm favourite here, Daniel, in number one, kiss on all four cheeks. Yeah, and I'm with that mare on top, Joel. Um, thought it was a very good win. Um, first up, good ride for Mark Zara from Barrier 13, but she had to sort of make a move early in the race and um, you know, covered a bit of ground, more ground than a few of her rivals, but she was too, too, still too classy for him at 1,400 metres last start. Up to 1,600 metres, she was last seen at this trip at the Doncaster. Probably have to forgive that. She just doesn't go on the heavy ground um, and was well beaten that day. Um, probably her best form would be over sort of over 1,400 metres, but I think... Look, she seems to be going well enough and looks looks like she'll handle the rising trip here. So I've got her on top. If 
Foxy Freed is a definite chance. She's a very honest mare, good second up form, and she was good when fourth behind kissing all four cheeks. Of course, she didn't have the benefit of run under her belt. So now she does. I think fitter for it and um, certainly a winning hope. In for third, I have the nine daisies. Um, solid return from this horse who certainly wants longer. She gets that here. And, of course, she did win a group three over this track and trip second up last prep. And in for fourth, Glint of Hope, who is nommed for or accepted for Sandown as well. Um, give her a big chance if she heads to Sandown, but she's in with a smaller chance if here. Uh, one, two, nine, eight. Yeah, I've gone with Glint of Hope. It's also an acceptor for Sandown on Sunday. Um, as you said, I think she's... Look, possibly going to need a little bit further, but I thought she was pretty good first up in the Let's Elope. Um, she's going to be good double-figure odds, so I've lent her away each way, but I do think number one's very hard to beat, kiss on all four cheeks, and um, yeah, she's certainly going to take a stack of beating. Four groovy kind of love, I thought was a massive price. Uh, first up run was okay. She'll be a lot better for that. And on her Group 3 second to Flying Mascot last time in, um, I was surprised to see $51 available for her. And seven Elusive Express, I thought, could be an improver out of that Let's Elope. Uh, good second to Yearning in the 1,000 guineas. Says she's good enough. Yearning ran really well in that Let's Elope. And should be better for that. Step up in distance is a plus. Eight on top for me from one, four, and seven. Glint of Hope was my value bet. My best bet, well, I'm clearly seeing it different to the uh, odds assessors here. But race one, it's a pretty... Decent feel, but I've got a big opinion of number eight, the real thing. Jumped out super before the debut and wasn't wanted there, although a little bit of late support, but uh, big odds was on offer and he was very impressive there. Kicks off, at, that was a 1,000 metres. He kicks off his prep at 1,200 this time in. I like his recent jump out in a strong heat. And $26 is uh, plenty of value for, uh, for my best better, conceding that he's going to need a little bit of luck from that gate, but... I think he's pretty talented, that horse. So they're my best in value. Daniel, did you have a best in value at the Valley? Yeah, I didn't. Unlike you, I didn't think there was much value on the card. So I've just gone a best and the next best. Uh, English Riviera, race two, number seven, the best. And the next best, race seven, two, Pulele. All right, excellent. Well, we will move across to Saturday and we will go to Rose Hill, first of all, where, as I said, we have the Group 1 Golden Rose for the best three-year-old Colts and Phillies in the land. And Phillies this year have a uh, really strong hand. Of course, they're going to uh, have the favourite in In Secret, but also Fireburn, She's Extreme and Paris Dior, all legitimate contenders. It's a really wide-open golden rose. Even, you know, aside that, in, uh, bearing in mind In Secret's a pretty warm favourite. Outside of her, it's a really open race. You can sort of make little cases for most of them. So we'll, uh, we'll get to that shortly, but there are a few other black-type races to take care of first on the 10-race card, and the first of those is uh, one of the smaller fields for the day, the Colin Stephen Quality over 2,400 metres race four, and uh, Cadre du Noir is a pretty warm favourite to land the hat-trick. Yeah, and I'm with the favourite on top. Um, he's just done nothing wrong this prep, really. Strung together a couple of wins, dominant last start on the heavy nine. Whether it's that wet again this time, I'm not too sure, but it'll certainly be a, a soft seven, heavy eight, I think, based on the rain that's expected to fall between now and Saturday. So conditions to suit, in form, up on speed uh, with Grove Ferry, I think one of the other sort of key chances, but I think the uh, the one, Cadre du Noir, too good, will be too good here. So he's on top for me. But the four in next, Mohican Heights, um, was on him at Flemington last start. He's up to 2,500 metres, and he did r- run well behind that... Um, that honest horse high emotion 
second there and a big field. I think the wet track helps and um, just similar distance here, just back, slack, back slightly in trip to 2,400 metres. But really going well, looks ready to win and um, is a key winning chance here. As is three, Grove Ferry, who's going well without winning this prep. Um, we've got a good sight up on the speed. And in for fourth, <clears throat> I have the uh, five, Herman Hesse. One, four, three, five. Yeah, I've gone with three Grove Ferry. I was keen on him uh, three weeks ago, and he didn't go around um, in the Tats Cup or the Wyong Cup. So just got that little query on him. He's now a break between runs, and did he have a little setback? They're the queries, but uh, I've got him on top. I think he's ready to win. He's just getting better with each run. He's settling better. He's always been a horse that's just sort of wanted to get it over and done with a bit soon. But, um, yeah, I think he's he's trekking along all right, and, uh, you know, maybe... Maybe he might peak in the Metro uh, the following week. But I've got him on top of one Cadre du Noir, four Mohican Heights, and five Herman Hess. Wouldn't want it too wet because his certainly best form is on the drier surfaces. Uh, the sixth race on the card is the listed Heritage Stakes for the three-year-olds. And here we see a warm favourite in Best of Bordeaux with uh, the Coolmore team electing to bypass the Golden Rose and uh, tackle this... Uh, well, easier race, shorter distance, and uh, is the race that uh, Home Affairs won for the Coolmore team a couple of years ago. There you go. Um, yeah, certainly an easier race. But with that said, I've, I think there's a found a couple of beta at sort of bigger odds um, with the, one of the Godolphin, or the Godolphin filly, Plimstock here. Um, I really like what she's done so far in her career. She's a strong winner on the boo. She's had three runs since that and enlisted races. And she hasn't won at those, but I think she's run really well um, with excuses in one of those. But the two runs last prep at Eagle Farm I thought were very good. A 1,000 metres first up, good behind Exo Lady, went on the Frank the Form later on. Um, running on well there, Plimstock. And then up, up in trip, uh, Bill Carter got a bit too far back there and did make some ground, um, but just wasn't was sort of against it from where she was there in the run. Former Anzu gotcha. I think she's got good first up form, decent enough trial. Um, thought was over the odds in this, the 10. Nine in next Opal Ridge. Um, just absolutely zero hope with the run she had in the Silver Shadow two starts back. Luke Pepper decided to bring her back in grade, took on the older horses in a highway. She had a good run up at the speed and, and first her and the second horse, Prince Taconi, they thrashed the rest. So good to... Get a bit of a confidence booster into her back into a stakes race here, and um, much drawn to get a much softer run, run than she did in a stakes race two starts back. So, winning chance for sure is Opal Ridge. One best of Bordeaux, obviously, is the best exposed form of the field. But Golden Slipper placing and the his two runs this prep have been good. He'll obviously be the one up on the pace, and we'll take some running down. And in for fourth, I have the three Samillion ten nine one three. Yeah, I've also got the 10 on top, Plimstock. Uh, quite liked what she's shown to date. Uh, very good run at Eagle Farm off that bit of a break uh, back in April. And then just uh, sort of probably got a bit too far back next time out. But um, I don't think the wet track's going to be any problem. I uh, thought her recent trial was quite good and represented a bit of value. From two Swiss exile, who I tipped in the run to the rose off a good San Domenico run. He was terrible there. Did seemingly with little excuse, he really faded. So they have come back to the 1100, uh, the original plan to go to the Golden Rose, but back in trip. And I thought the first up run was good. So he's out to a big price now off one bad run. Uh, so I think he's worth another chance. One best of Bordeaux. 
a talented colt going to be up front and be taking plenty of catching. And eight Hawaii 5-0s a colt I've got plenty of time for. Had trialled well several times before going to Wyong in late August. Did a bit wrong. Uh, got a bit hairy there. If you're on the 150, sort of wanted to lug out. Got a little bit of traffic, but got the job done. Uh, just whether this is going to be a bit soon and coming back in trip off that freshen. Uh, the queries, but he's a talented colt, and I wouldn't be leaving him out of your uh, exotics. Ten for me, though, from two, one, and eight. Race seven. This is a feature for the mares, the Golden Pendant, over 1,400 metres, group two, with 400,000, and looks a pretty wide-open affair. Yeah, I'm with one bit of a price here, and as I, um, as we do this preview, Joel still hasn't got a jockey, does uh, Palizapan, how do you pronounce it? I think I'm close enough there. Um the Queenslander, Chris Munts trains. Very good run in the Scirocco Stakes first up. Um, she was sort of on sort of level with Espiona with 200 metres to go, but she was um, far better than that that horse in, the, in that sort of last furlong or so. Hit the line nicely. It was strong as, as anything through the line. It was a really good first up run and good to see her sort of, you know, she obviously is group one place with the third in the Tatsiara um, last prep, but good to see her come to Sydney and, and measure up here with these good mares and fillies um, will only improve second up rising to 1400 meters um, bit of a tricky draw to contend with but if in the field of, of yeah if, if here um, on my top pick for me eight in next espiona was a little flat first up i thought the expected better from you know at the top of the straight looked like she was gonna wind up and unleash but um, didn't really finish off as well as probably um, many would have expected can mix her form, but her best, obviously, you can bounce back to her best. She'll be hard to beat in this. Two-star Tontes, Group 1 uh, winning mare, who was very good first up in the Scirocco as well from a long way back. Her racing pattern just is a bit against her at times, but um, she'll be charging home late and in for fourth. Got the one, Nimbly. Six, eight, two, one. Yeah, also landed on the six, uh, Palazapan. I yep. thought the first up run was very good. Um, just she sort of came off the bit a little bit on the turn, and um, but the fact that she ran the second quickest last two hundred of the race, just you know, she's going to be so strong at the end of fourteen hundred. Pity about the barrier, but uh, hopefully she can lob into a half decent spot. Uh, I've gone with her each way from eight Espiona. Yeah, probably um, slightly disappointing first up. You know, a lot of people expecting more, but she wasn't terrible. She was only beaten two lengths and. Um, wasn't you know wasn't too far from Palazzo Pan, so she's going to have her share and share of admirers again. Uh, one Nimalee looks ready to peak third up again. A wide barrier to contend with, but uh, she's a very talented mare, and that Zaki form should hold up here. And in for fourth, number ten, My Whisper. Just the query for mine with her is she doesn't look like she's grown at all from her three-year-old season. She still looks quite um, sort of quite a smallish-sized mare, and that could hold her back. But I thought the first up run in the Scirocco was sound. And a step up in distance uh, will only help. Six on top from eight, one, and ten. Race eight is the big one. The Group One Golden Rose over fourteen hundred meters. As I touched on, we've got a warm favourite in the Godolphin Philly in secret, but it's uh, probably not many that you could uh, absolutely put a pen through, Daniel. No, you're right. With that said, I couldn't really find anything to beat her in secret. Um, she was so impressive in her two runs. In her initial campaign, she's come back this prep um, just as well and obviously not much luck behind Zoo Gotcha first up. Probably should have beaten Zoo Gotcha, who, of course, has won the stakes race last weekend. And then run to the Rose, she um, obviously 
impressive winning there, going on the top of best of Bordeaux. Did it with a bit in hand, it looked as it looked. And she, I think, if she with improvements to come, which she seems like she has, um, she'll be really hard to beat from that barrier three, 54 and a half kilos in secret on top for me. In for second, I got the 17 Paris Dior. Um, first up run was okay, I thought. Um, sort of just heats late there, still finished fourth and nine. Um, in that race, but I think she's just over the odds in this. She's got to contend with a bit of a, a poor draw, but like she with a good ride from him, um, she can sort of be finishing off strongly. And look, at wet track certainly isn't a detriment to her. She's run well on on the wet before, so just thought over the odds was the seventeen Paris Dior, three Jackano, excellent win first up. Aft cabin, the runner up has come out and franked the form, and in for fourth I have fourteen Fireburn. I thought a horse considering. Gary Portelli didn't have much hope, high hopes for her to run or to win, really. First up at 1,200 metres and that runs to the roads. I thought her run was quite good. Um, she closed nicely there. Up in trip, certainly got to help. Um, you know, well, I think she'll be better over even further than this. But, um, yeah, I thought, the, I thought the first up run was good enough and up 1,400 metres based on what she's shown before last, last prep. No, how talented she is. She has to be in the numbers somewhere. 16, 17, 3 and 14. Yeah, I uh, ummed and art over this race for a, a long time, too long a time, really. And I just, <laughs> I was trying to find something to be, sort of beat in secret. And I was sort of honing in on Sajardin. And then I just ended up coming back to a horse that I have been backing and he's been racing really well. I thought they may have gone to the Guineas. I speak of Fast Witness, number 11. Um, he's done pretty well this time in. I was very, very keen on him at the Valley. He got the cash, got up on the last stride and then, Got beaten at Flemington, but um, he was very good. He, he missed the start, came widest. The winner was good as well, but he got the sort of the runs through. Fast Witness, as I said, had to come widest. The query on that race is that the, the sectionals weren't flash coming home. The race didn't rate all that well. You know, sometimes you just sort of got to believe the eye, and the eye told me it was a very good run. And look, it's just a different form line. Um, as I said, you know, the sort of Caulfield Guineas on his in his own backyard, was sort of there for, for him to go to. But uh, the Mar Eustace team, obviously happy enough with him to send him to Sydney. So I'm going to go with him each way. Um, just, uh, you know, as I said, I've had a bit of luck with him in the last couple of runs. So fast witness on top of 16 in secret. Beat a few of these into the run of the rows last start. Just maps beautifully. Gate three, going to get the run of the race. Seven golden miles, a horse who also been with this prep. He was very good at big odds first up, much more... Uh, found in the market in the Ming Dynasty, and he he was dominant there. He's got he's ticked the fourteen hundred box. Um, if he could just get a, a bit of a bit of luck early and, and find something to follow from that barrier, he's going to be hard to hold out. And Sajardin, as I said, just one that I thought could be a big improver out of the run to the rose. Um, him and his stablemate Fireburn were both pretty good there in defeat. He had the third fastest last six hundred, and he's just always looked a fourteen hundred meter type for mine. Uh, the other ruffy who I'll have a little peanut on at 60 to 1 because big odds for a horse that was favourite for the Caulfield Guineas a couple of weeks ago, and I speak of political debate. He needs to improve a lot out of that run to the Rose, but just um, just got something in the back of my mind that says he will improve sharply on Saturday. 11 on top, though, for me from 16, 7 and 4. Race 9 is the Shannon Stakes. Group 2 over the 1,500. A few of these having a late tune-up or trying to get a ticket into the Epsom. Uh, the following week. Uh, pretty wide open race, although Ellsberg uh, seems to have locked in favouritism at this stage, Daniel. 
Yeah, look, I'm pretty keen on one here and probably probably should be considering she is a bit of a tricky mare to catch. There's a few tricks up her sleeve and she hasn't won in um, in over a year. I speak of a tissue who was first up in the Theo Marks at 1,300 metres. I thought the run was, was quite good. Sort of halfway down the straight, she didn't have much running room there and um, perhaps maybe left a little flat-footed, but then went able to sort of get clear air um, in the last sort of 150 metres. So I thought she hit the line really nicely. She's going to clearly appreciate the rise to 1,500 metres. And I think she does that 54 kilos here. I think uh, a good mare on a day. And if, you know, hopefully I can catch her here. Um, so she's on top for me. I've got the 11 in next old flame, a very good horse building a very good record Four wins, eight starts. And I thought the wind fresh was good in for second. I have the, uh, sorry, in for third, I have the two Ellsberg touch unlucky first up. Um, and first, I reckon normally is very good. Not as good second up, but look, he can certainly win. And in for fourth, I got the seven rustic steel. Eight, 11, two, and seven, Joel. Yeah, well, I was tossing up between Ellsberg and rustic steel, and probably whichever one I tipped was going to be my bet of the day. I've gone with rustic steel. Um, thought he was very good first up. That was his ex- first exposure to a group race. Eighth of 11, yes, but beaten less than two lengths, and he was really running on strongly in the final stages. Uh, without much room against the rails. Uh, just thought he had a plenty of room for improvement in him. And uh, around 6 or $7, I thought he'd be very hard to beat. Scared of Ellsberg, I was with him in the Theo Marks. He was my best bet that day. And just oh, it got a bit tricky. You know, once he sort of couldn't get outside the lead and he had to um, sort of wait for a run and the run didn't come. And he was just in behind them, sort of jogging most of the way. Query with him is that he hasn't won second up. He usually goes super first up and then regresses slightly and then bounces back third up. Now, that could be different because he hasn't had a real hard run first up this time out. So, um, look, that's the, yeah, that's the sort of the, the verities of racing, really. But I think he will be very hard to beat. Uh, in for third, I've got number 13, War Eternal, on the backup. Uh, fortunately, he couldn't win last week. I had something on him at the big odds. And he just sort of got held up at the wrong time and then he couldn't quite pick up his stable mate either. But uh, quick back up, down to 53. I reckon he's got a bit of a sneaky hope. And in for fourth, number 11, Old Flame. Very progressive, uh, this imported son of Invincible Spirit. Good win first up, drops in weight, actually meets uh, Rustic Steel a little bit better at the weights and uh, for their clash last prep. And I think he can run well. But I've got... Seven on top from 2.13 and 11. And that is it for the black type. Racing at Rose Hill, my best, as uh, we just touched on, is race nine at number seven, Rustic Steel. I made my value better horse that we haven't covered off, and that's early in the day in the midway. Race two, number three, May Rose. Uh, two runs back from a spell, I think, ready to fire now. Got a long way back from the wide gate, second up, and hit the line well. Third up, last prep, beat all but never talk. That's very good form for a midway. And from a better draw, look, she's going to probably settle second half because she's you know, she's not really a mare that can hold a spot, but she's not going to be right out the back last. And I think that will give her her chance to break through. Daniel, uh, what was your best in value? We've covered them. A tissue, race nine, number eight. And your value was uh, Palazapan. In the Golden Pendant, race seven, number six. Moving on to Mornington on Saturday. And we do have one black type race. It is the RM Ansett Classic. 
Over 2,400 metres, race seven on the card, Daniel. Yeah, I'm not the greatest listed race ever um, assembled, but look, there's got to be a winner here. I think the six is the best chance of doing that Saracen Knight. don't think he's the best horse in the field necessarily, but he's uh, rock hard fit. He's, he's in form. He's proven over this sort of trip. Um, so Saracen Knight, I think, on top, hardest to beat. Got the eight in next impulsor. Certainly want the more rain, the better for this horse. But look, he has won um, on a synthetic track. He's won on a soft five and he's won on a heavy track this prep. So he's having a good first uh, debut Australian campaign. Uh, the key is the drop in weight. Drops from 61 kilos to 54. In for third, got King of the Castle, one of the Lloyd Williams' owned um, imports. Thought first up run looked certainly to need in the, of the run. He was first up for 12 months. Um, best work sort of last 100, 150 metres, I thought was a, a good effort. And up sharply up to trip, up in trip here. Um, well, second up with that run under the belt. I don't think he's up in trip actually, but I think can be much improved. King of the Castle and in for fourth, I have the seven, the good fight. Might be over the odds. Six, eight, nine and three. And you think you can bookend the card, Daniel, with your best and value. Talk us through those. Yeah, the best comes up in the first, and a bit of support's already been had for Wee Nessie. I think two ten into dollar eighty in the last sort of twenty four hours, but can understand why. I've always had a strong opinion of this filly. Stakes place in the first couple of starts, um, and then so you got the, the maiden win out of the way. First up, this prep bit of an easy kill. Thought was a good run um, at a listed race at Flemington last start from the back of the field. Just has the best form in the race. Back to this trip. Um, thousand meters. I have to carry sixty and a half kilos, but I think she um, will be too classy for these. So race one, number two, the best, short but sweet. And the last race is the value. Uh, Heskett needs one more, one more scratching to make the field. Um, and look, very good first up at Sale. Uh, good behind a, a pretty promising horse and Miss Jennifer there. Those that horse and Heskett were the two quickest last two hundred meters of the race. Sorry, last four hundred meters of the race. Um, I think that's good form for this. Just need a touch of luck on barrier one, but I think from that draw can settle around midfield, and if you can get it in the straight, Heskett will be charging home in the last race. Race eight, number 18. Okay, Morfordville Parks host a nine-race program in Adelaide on Saturday, and we don't have any black-type action. Uh, so, Daniel, talk us through your best and your value. Your best comes up in the first leg of the quaddy, I see. Yeah, with the um, Gays Gree, David Jolly trained runner, the horse who finds a pretty winnable race first up, considering she is last stakes place last prep. Um, she was well held in a Sangster stakes, a group one for the end of the prep, but thought she had been going well enough to justify sort of start in that race. Uh, first up, good form is good, drawn well. Gays Grieve, too classy for them in race six. The value comes up in the race prior with Eyes Never Lie. Rockhard Fitmare from the McDonald Glorious Stable. Um, struggling to, to win one this prep, but she's been thereabouts. Um, she's been thereabouts all throughout the uh, campaign. I think it's a nice race here from a good draw, uh, barrier one, and will be there sort of near the speed, if not midfield, and then I think can uh, run a big race in race number five. So not a card I got too much confidence, Joel, but I think those two look the best bets. Race six, number four, Gaze Gree, and race five, number nine, Eyes Never Lie. All right. In Queensland on Saturday, we head to Toowoomba, 
and uh, they all wanted to run there. I think there was 149 noms and 141 acceptors. So, wow. um, yeah, they all wanted to run. And we have two features, but just uh, one with black tight. We've got the Toowoomba Cup, uh, race seven on the card. And race eight is the Wheatwood for the sprinters, which is a listed race. But uh, Daniel may as well take us through uh, both of those. So who do you like in the Cup? Yeah, well, one of my better bets in the our program comes up in the cup. Uh, Seat of Power is the horse. Enormous win at Doombin last start. It didn't really like seeing him win that race because I had uh, an each way ticket on Stuck With You as my best value that day. And looked, he looked like he was going to pinch the race. But Seat of Power, despite sitting three and four wide the trip, um, he still had the, the temerity, the temerity to, to chase down the, the leader there and get up on the line. It was a tough, tough win. He's absolutely flying this prep. He did deserve that win. He had had a string of uh, minor placings leading in. But whilst he's been up for a while, he's in form, loves this trip, um, and has had two starts at Toowoomba for a win and a second. So handles the track just fine. So Cedar Power on top for me uh, in the Toowoomba Cup. Got Red Wave in next over the odds. It's not like the rush. He's sort of a younger horse who I think has still got improvement to come. Um, Tested some decent races, a three-year-old. Wasn't um, disgraced in those and presents here fourth up, improving with each run this prep. So Red Wave, a chance. Welsh Legend in at 52 kilos. His best, sorry, her best form goes close in this. And in for fourth, uh, the one by Follow Diaz. My numbers, 2, 14, 12, and 1. And the Wheatwood is race eight, as mentioned, listed race over 1,200 metres. And uh, you're not messing about here, Daniel. Better the day comes up. Yeah, mass destruction was enormous first up. I was pretty keen on his chances in that race at Doombin. Got too far back at the at the end. That told the story because we own a smart one who was a gritty winner in that race. Um, obviously, mass destruction just had too much ground to make up on that horse. He did accelerate nicely and sort of 100 to go. It looked as though he might get there. Um, but we own a smart one just was able to hold tough and hold on. But lost no admirers in mass destruction. And I think second up can go one better. Did trial, or did trial nicely prior to that fresh run. So going well. The query is the gates, 17. Um, fortunately, the, the, the marriage draws a bit later on in the day. So um, did make this the best bet before seeing that draw. But look, I was, I'd be keen on him anyway. I think he, he's probably going to get back regardless. There'll be a bit of speed on. I think hopefully those back markers get, get, get every chance. And if they do, he'll, be, um, he'll, know that, he'll let them know that he's there late. 12 on top. And the best of the day. Um, Garibaldi in with a chance, going well, can settle closer. F Troop, bit unlucky last start, um, but certainly can win this here third up with an informed jockey on board. Flying Crazy is another one with a chance. And Ice of Vancouver in Vancouver, doubt uh, the horse will get a start, being fifth emergency, but um, has to be considered and put into the quaddies if, um, if that horse does gain a start. Mass Destruction 12 on top of four. 11 and 3. All right, tipping a Tony Golan trifecta there in the Wheatwood, and your value bet comes up in the first leg of the Quaddy, Daniel, and it is, again, Tony Golan. Yeah, hoping he has a good day for back to his uh, hometown, uh, Tony Golan. But, yeah, I'm with Ulysses in race number 6. Not so much of a value play. I thought he'd come up a bigger price than it is, but more, it's about 450. So probably not an each-way ticket, but uh, we'll be having a win ticket on him for sure. Resumed in a similar race at Doombin. It was a pretty brave effort there to finish fourth. He could sat three wide the trip. Um, going to get a softer run from the mid-draw here. 
and a three-time winner at 1,300 metres. So I think with the improvement expected after that first up run under his belt, I think Ulysses can um, can make a can win second up here. Race six, number six, Joel. All right. Uh, over in the West, we've got nine races from Belmont. We do have a listed event. It is the Blackheart Bart Stakes. Uh, timely this time of year, Blackheart Bart winning a couple of Underwoods. Um, this is over 1,200 metres. Only a seven-horse field, but Greg Hooper thinks he's found some value here. Number six, notorious one at a, about double figures in the small field, and it is his value play of the day. Uh, he thinks he'll have the last crack at them. Blinkers on off a nice recent trial. He's gone his way to beat five. It's a Ray Day, three Resort Man, and two Cup Night. And Hoops' best bet on the program is race three, number seven. All show was runner-up on debut. Returns here off a neat trial win and can go one better. Across the Tasman on Saturday, we've got racing at Awapuni and Rua Kaka. Awapuni is going to be a heavy track. I've gone with Nobellum as my best race, two, number six. On the backup from last Saturday, uh, tackled a 990-metre race and just, I think, found the hustle and bustle of that a bit too much. Was on speed, wide, faded out of that. But previous two runs were very good over this distance. And I just think uh, on the backup, out to this longer trip on the wet ground, he can be hard to beat. And my value bit is race seven, number 12, Pookie Park. A progressive sort, won four out of 12, put two wins together, then had a bit of a break and returned in an open handicap last time out and did a good job for third. Just proved that he could take that next step. He's in an open handicap again. It's actually a group three and there's a little bit of depth, but staying down on the minimum, I thought he could run you a race each way. And at Ruakaka, uh, the track will be a bit drier up there. My best is race five, number one, Mohawk Brave. Was pretty good first up. Just had to duck back to the inside. Wasn't the place to be. And uh, thus, uh, you know, probably had his finish um, stymied a little bit, but ran fourth. We'll strip a lot fitter for that. And a value bet. I've gone for a first starter in race six. Tough race to debut in. Number 12, Nancho Girl, but really liked her trials. Uh, she's in a good stable. And just uh, watch out for her late. I think she'll be finishing off very strongly. Well, that's Friday night and Saturday covered. And uh, hopefully you found a few winners then and you've got plenty of uh, cash in the bank to head to Sandown on Sunday with the running of the Group 1 Underwood Stakes. Uh, small field as it was last year. Zaki trying to, to, uh, trying to defend his crown. But uh, we've also got a couple of other black type races and some very intriguing ones at that. The first of the stakes races at Sandown on Saturday is race six. And it is the Jim Maloney Stakes for the three-year-old fillies trying to have a late play towards the 1,000 guineas. And, well, this is a strong renewal because we've got a couple of these that came out of the 1,000 guineas prelude last week uh, when the rain came, namely the two Snowden horses up the top. Um, so, yeah, there's a fair bit of depth to this race, Daniel. Yeah, there is. I've, I still know my best bet today here in Waltz on by. Um, just really like the way she won at Sandown Hillside last start. Obviously, a, a much easier race to what she sees here, but we've seen her contest um, these good stake races at a two, as a two-year-old. Um, she was certainly up to that level then, and I think she's up to it at three as well. Forgive run first up at the Quisette. I think here third up can atone from that and um, get the job done while it's on by. Pretty keen on her in race six. Got Portray in next, the five. Thought a solid enough run off a, a good 
had a good time of it in the run at Mooney Valley first up, but um, nice enough effort. Um, has won Sandown Lakeside before. In for third, I have the one revolutionary miss. Wide draw, a bit of a concern, but um, like to see her sort of back to form last start in the Atlantic Jewel. Of course, a second in the Blue Diamond. That's excellent form. And in for fourth, I have the eight Typhoon Titmus, who didn't get much luff, uh, luck sorry, in the Captain P's uh, stakes last start. Race of sort of reference a bit today, and um, I think it's going to be a good form race going forward, but not a lot of luck. I only really got out in the last sort of 150 metres, and when she did, she really hit the line nicely. So, promising filly is Typhoon Titmus. She's, um, she's a winning chance in this as well at um, uh, $7 mark. Four, five, one, eight, Joel. Yeah, I've gone four from five as well. Waltz on by and Portray. Uh, I like these fillies quite a bit. Waltz on by. Uh, was a good first up in the Cosette. Got the uh, the maiden win out of the way, albeit it was a benchmark 64. So it was taking on winners, but it was a strong win. And I think she can go on with the job. Uh, Portray, I was with first up. I thought she was there to win on the turn, but the leaders just kept kicking. It was that sort of day. I thought she ran very well up in class. Uh, first run back from a spell. Step up in distant suits. Uh, in for third, number 12, Desire. Quite liked her maiden win at Geelong first up. Uh, there was a little bit of depth to that maiden. Uh, I think she's got a fair bit of room for improvement. And the two Snowden horses can't be left out up towards the top. I've put in uh, one revolutionary missing for fourth, but certainly Russian conquest is a hope. Uh, I've got time for number nine. She's pretty rich as well. Just got a bad gait. She's going to need a little bit of luck. But um, one at odds. She'll probably go in my wider exotics four five twelve and one for me race seven is the big one the underwood not big on size but uh massive on quality as i mentioned zaki trying to defend his underwood crown but he's got a couple of uh in form wait for age beasts to contend with in i'm thunderstruck and mr brightside and of course alligator blood mawanga and the non-conformist will wrap up the field he'll be there he'll uh dodge the jra cup on Friday night and come here to give us a full field of six. Daniel, which way did you go? Yeah, very intriguing contest, of course, under the six runners, but um, you know, wouldn't be sure. but barring the six non-conformist. Um, I've put Zaki on top, though. Well, I was yeah, keen on him last week, obviously he got scratched there to, to run here, and it was a, a very good win through the uh, the wet track First up, he's obviously come back in a terrific order. We know he's a good first up horse, but 1,400 up to 1,800 metres, I think won't mind. He, he's a full-time winner over the trip. Um, he's just hard to go past based on uh, what he's shown um, throughout his career. And it's just hard to, he's just found it hard to pick someone, something else to beat him. So Zaki on top. I've got the two on, on Thunderstruck next, uh, the See good chasing down alligator blood last start. Didn't think he was going to get there, but he did. Um, obviously, going quite well is this horse and rising in trip. Maybe a touch of concern. Hasn't won past 1600 meters, but giving every impression he'll handle it. Five Mwanga, I think, the overs. Um, thought pretty good in the Kaiwi Diva last start. I'm expecting him to improve up in, up in trip. And four Mr. Brightside. Um, hard to really uh, say. Anything bad about him, based on what he's done, he's just got a—he's a winning machine. He's been thrown in some really good races and and been able to sort of uh, compete at and anything he's been thrown in. So it wouldn't surprise me to see him win this, like a like a like a like most of the field, barring maybe the six. But I've got one on top of two, five, and four, Joel. 
Yeah, I, I don't have a strong opinion. It's going to be a race uh, well worth watching. I won't be having a bet in it. But I've gone with Mr. Brightside. Just He might be able to step up and measure up against the big guns here. He's going really well. And who's to say he hasn't got even more improvement in him. Dial in his way from two, I'm Thunderstruck, one, Zaki, and three, Alligator Blood. It's going to be a ripping contest. Race eight is the Sandown Stakes over 1,500 metres. And this is a group three. And we see the very talented pinstripe. Uh, Daniel, I believe you spoke to his trainer this week for a yarn for the winning post. And no doubt, uh, Stable would have been pretty pleased with his return at Flemington. Yeah, absolutely. He's a, he's a ripping horse, isn't he? Um, that just... You know, he, can t- he probably unlucky, pretty unlucky not to win. Oh, definitely should have gone close, closer than he did in Australian Guineas last prep. Um, very good run there. Is he's sort of still quite new to it, really? He's only had the six starts. He's won three of those. Excellent return against the Patton first up at Scholar, um Against the Patton first up, Scalapini, of course, was the leader there, and not much else made ground. Pinstriped um, second fastest last six hundred of the day in that run. He's only going to improve his second up and um, he can sort of score enough, you know, build his handicap up, rating up a bit higher so he can gain a start into a race like a two-rack where he'll be very competitive. So 11 on top for me, pinstriped. Got the five and next Dragon Leap, who was the uh, focus of my story uh, last week. Of course, didn't um, make the field there. Push back for this a week later and... Look, you know, the form in the Memsey reads well for a race like this. He was fourth behind Snap Dancer there at weight for age. He's back into um, back from 59 kilos to 55 and a half for this. Blake Shin on with a good draw. Ticks a lot of boxes. I think they're clearly the main two. In this third, I've got the eight, Creoderis, picking on talent based on anything he's really shown lately. Um, you know, it's. First up form, not too bad. The stable are going quite well too. So I just thought I'd throw him in there because, you know, if you can sort of get back and run on and put in an effort that we we know he's capable of, um, this does look a pretty nice race for him. But it's been a while since he's shown that. In for fourth over the 12, Gentleman Roy. Uh, good record. Huge run behind I wish I win first up. Um, we'll settle up on the pace, barrier one, and, and take some running down. 11, 5, 8, and then 12. Similar numbers for me. I've got Dragon Leap on top, though, as you said. Just comes through the Memsey. It looks the right form. Dropping in weight. Uh, going to be very hard to beat. But I am wary of 11 pinstriped and 12 Gentleman Roy. And I've thrown our Playboy in for fourth. He'll take good improvement out of that first up run. Uh, 5, 11, 12, 2. And the last event, the Testarossa Stakes. Well, hasn't this been beefed up after the uh, turn of events last week with... Uh, well, the rain coming midway through Caulfield, mm. that saw Ayrton come out of the Rupert Clark and with no early scratchings in the race, it saw I Wish I Win stay at home in his box and now they both turn up here in a listed event a week later. So it's really given plenty of depth to this race, Daniel. Certainly has. And look, they do look the main two, don't they? Um, Ayrton, excellent fresh record. Um, you know, had some good races last prep. A little bit at class there, but I thought he's um, he's gone okay. Um, as I said, bomb f- first up. With all that said, I'm going with the four. I wish I win. Who made quite an impact? It was quite a statement in his Australian debut. Um, one very soft win, um, packed up at the clock, and then just blew them away there. <clears throat> Gentleman Roy in for second. It was brave in defeat, but a, a good horse. But I wish I win. Uh, went past him pretty easily. 
And off that, I've got him on top of Ayrton in for seconds. Catalyst is third. Uh, not much went right fresh. I think better than that. And in for fourth, I got the eight, not an option, who thought the run uh, first up at Caulfield was 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 quite good. Um, he did run well in a group one in Adelaide uh, last preparation. And I think over the odds in this anyway, the 50, back from 58 kilos to 54 and a half, not an option. So it probably goes into the quaddies. But four hard to beat on top of one, three and eight. Yeah, I've gone four. I wish I win from one, Ayrton. Expecting a big improvement from three, Catalyst. Uh, we know how good he is. He's spent a long time on the sidelines. It was just a, a complete forgive run first up at Mini Valley. He had no hope there. I expect him to improve. And 10, Gravina in for fourth. Four, one, three, and 10. Uh, Daniel, what was your best and value at Sandown? Best was waltz on by race six and value that six dollars. So you can get an each way price about glint of hope. Of course, we referenced her. She might be running in um, at Mooney Valley Friday. Hasn't come out of either race yet. So if here, uh, glint of hope looks a good bet uh, back in grade, um, rising in trip. Uh, race five, number five. Uh, I've made my best race four, number eleven, the fortune teller. Uh, he trialled really well, then went to Swan Hill and bolted in. Didn't know too much about it, but was way too good. He was a month between runs at Sandown the other day. He had 59 and a half. Uh, again, looked a bit green, didn't fully let down. They've put the blinkers on now. Jamie Carr goes aboard and he gets a big weight drop down to 54. Uh, I reckon he can bounce right back to winning form. That race is probably going to fall away a bit with a few double noms, uh, double acceptors. And my value bet, is in race two, a fair bit of depth to this uh, benchmark 78. Um, but I've gone for the ex-Kiwi making her local debut for Peter Moody, number 16, Glory Bound. Uh, won very well uh, her maiden over the 1,400 metres before stepping up in trip to tackle some of the best fillies races there across the Tasman. And she ran some pretty good races until she got to the Oaks and it may have just come to the end of her prep. I'm expecting her off a good jump out recently at Pakenham to uh, to really run a bold race first up. Well, uh, hopefully we've found you plenty of winners there. It's been a huge weekend of action. And obviously we've got to find the best of the best with the Lazy Lobster. Well, Daniel, um, hooray for me. I was able to bounce back last week and uh, make it two in a row with Mahogany. I've just gone the... Uh, you know, just playing between the V the last couple of weeks with Lafargue and Mah- Mahagoni winning. Uh, Barks was able to get back into the winner's store last week with Aft Cabin. So no, no massive spoils, but at least a couple of winners. And your Kiki Express, well, nearly made it, uh, mm. nearly made it the three games. But um, yeah, just found one better there at Morpettville. Yeah, it drifted as if it had three legs. Uh, I think it was 440. I might have ran it around $8. So it was a bit concerning pre-race, but thought the, the run was... Was, was really good. I think Chuck in the black book, one to follow. The winner there quite smart and they uh, put a gap on the rest. So um, whilst did get the chocolates for the Lazy Lobsters, I think Kiki Express can be one to follow. All right. Well, uh, what are you going to put uh, your 20 on this week, Daniel? Yes. I found it tough this week to find, to zone in on one, really. Um, look, I, I'm going to go to Toowoomba and I'm going to go Mass Destruction. But I'm going to go a bit weak here, Joel. It's two fifty fix at the moment. I'm going to go twenty on the place. I need a I need a confidence booster. So 20, 20 on the place, mass destruction. You can um, um, 
sort of 250 at the moment. Could drift in, could drift out. But, yeah, we're just going to go safe this week. 20 on mass destruction to place in the Wheatwood. Yeah, well, there's nothing wrong with that. And uh, I've played safe, well, reasonably safe the last couple of weeks. I've got a couple of winners. So I'm going to play um, a little bit wider this week. And it's a long weekend, so we'll get listeners, um, you know, good value out of the weekend. I'm going to have 10 for a win on the real thing at Mooney Valley on Friday night. So um, straight out of the blocks, race one, number eight. And 10 for a win on the Fortune Teller, Sandown, race four, number 11. So uh, spread your $20 across uh, across the weekend there, and hopefully you can uh, find yourself a winner. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, it's been a huge podcast, but um, befitting a huge weekend of racing. Don't forget, get out there and pick up your winning post. Um, obviously, we've got some public holidays to contend with in Victoria, but most of uh, the news agents are open in the morning. So get out there and pick it up. We've got all the action covered. Uh, Friday through till Monday. Uh, all the best, Dan, and all the best listeners. We will Thanks, be back next. We will be back next week on the preview podcast.